Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 430 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Your as always is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. And Jacqueline! Hello. Yay! All right, I'm going to fiddle with this while I give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hoppin' Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to be a patron, head over to patreon.com slash Studios. Become a patron today. Carlos, you were telling me something that Jacqueline told you about our Black Belt patrons. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, no. So they've, uh, oh, we've talked about before, actually, that they're juggling school. They're juggling school. Yeah, they're, they've been teaching a juggling school. You were telling him about the juggling school? I thought I thought the juggling school was done. I had to have talked about this on the pro. Like it's everybody knows about that they've been doing this juggling school. Well, I mean, we I guess yeah. Like we, we talk about it off the show at least every week, but like I, I don't. Know. I mean, that's how I start every morning is I read the the juggling school school newspaper. Oh yeah, yeah. They put it out every day. Yeah. It, I mean, they don't take any days off for that. Sometimes the words are jumbled because, like, they juggle with the print set. But yeah, that'll happen. And like, but you know, it's fine. And it's a good newsletter. It's an easy read. They, they, you know, since it's a daily newsletter, they only put out like twenty pages a day. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's quite a few. <laughs> Most of them are just giant photos. Oh yeah, of uh, but, uh, of famous jugglers. Yeah, that are being hands. juggled. Like close ups of their close ups of their hands. Yeah. Like, but it's usually just kind of a blur. The balls are a blur, but the close-up is a still of the hand. Yeah, there's it's all it's all the hand. There's, there's a lot of ball shots. Well, it's in it's this interesting newspaper. that you bring up the blur because actually they have higher frame rate ca- cameras now. Like that's what they did. That's the newest update is that they have. Oh, so then it can catch like an object in flight. So the, this most recent newsletter was all just images of the like the object in the, like I've zoomed in on like one of the like balls or knives just in the air. How is that any different than just taking a photo of it while it's sitting on a table? But it's not being juggled in that case. It would be inauthentic to the yeah. juggling school. Oh, that's paper. true. I do appreciate how authentic the jugglers are. Yeah, they, they take it well, very... if you'd like to become a subscriber to the juggling newsletter... Yeah, you could be a juggler yourself. Juggler out of time. Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Yeah. All right. Carlos, what have you been up to the past week, my friend? Uh, you know, not too much. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I started playing uh, Cyberpunk again. Oh, how was that? It's been fun. Uh, I've been enjoying Cyberpunk. It's uh, I got tired of uh, Starfield. Um, it's a lot, a lot of uh, empty, pointless stuff in that. And like, yeah, we Cyberpunk- talked about that last week a little bit. And with Cyberpunk, like, there's it's just you're just in a fun sci-fi city, and like, it's all shit. And they they sell cocaine apparently, and like on this, like, I, I have ads for something uh, speed. So that's just that's just the pattern. The fa- that's the, the future. That's what they, the, you're just going to be seeing. So the future, the speed. future is the early 1900s. Oh yeah, it comes back around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I've been start. I restarted my game because the expansion just dropped for it, and like the final patch for it. So I've been enjoying it. Oh, so you started from scratch? Oh yeah, I just okay. I, I never got very far. The last yeah, time I, I didn't either. I bounced off that game pretty hard. I think I played like the opening mission, and then was like, eh. 
And when the first game, when the game first came out, it was really buggy. So yeah, I played it. I think it was like last summer or something. Mm-hmm. Like I borrowed your copy and did that. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but besides that, I haven't done a whole lot. Like I have, I had gotten my Steam, uh, not my Steam Deck, my um, analog pocket. Like uh, had that the dock for it hooked up the TV, so yeah. I was playing some SNES games. Or yeah, something it's like not the sex toy that everybody thinks it is. The analog po- pocket. Yeah, no, yeah, that's not. It's yeah, it's it's actually a game thing. Well, I mean, mainly people it wouldn't think up. that because like normally when people hear the word analog, their mind doesn't jump to anal. The, 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 I think that might be you. <laughs> well, you keep saying anal log, and like I mean, like either you're talking about shit or something else. So yeah, so like I, I, maybe like you should start an analog pocket that's actually <laughs> an anal log pocket. Yeah, there might be a there, there's probably there's how, probably how would some the pocket be associated with this. How, how what is what is that? Oh, um, it well, fits in your pocket. Yeah, it fits in your pocket, so you can your butt pocket. Yeah, your butt pocket, your prison pocket, your prison wallet. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Would you get like signatures? Would you collect signatures? You know, like you would with like baseball cards or something else. Like you want it signed. The, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't I don't know why you want anybody to you, sign your you butt sign, pocket. Can you sign my log, please? <laughs> your anal log. I mean, you have to sign in and out. <laughs> well, for proof that you, someone's you been there. Use, I mean, I guess if they it's want to, if they're going to gonna use a non-toxic permanent marker, <laughs> then it should be fine. Well, I mean, the log could be forged, but if I'm you have sorry, my ass is not a library. Um, well, it never happened if you don't get their signature. Oh, okay, that's true. Need the proof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a competition, right? The numbers. The num the the ass numbers, your anal log numbers. <laughs> not mine, not mine, but maybe yours. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but uh, oh, and I actually did a couple other things. So I saw this movie, uh, No One Can Save You. Uh, that's that was on Hulu. Oh, uh, how was that? Uh, basically, there's like uh, there, a lot of like lines, like there's like only like one line of like uh, dialogue in the movie. Besides, like there's like some mumbling, like some stuff off screen, like or like some swear, like some un- mumbled swears that the main character has. But it's basically a uh, like this outcast uh, woman's be- like who like basically is by herself, like. Like aliens start going after her, and so it's her struggling, and like no one will save her, and like even, like she's like they don't uh, get into it like until later move about like why she's ostracized from the town, but like even though, like uh, later on like when she escapes a couple the first time, uh, like the like the uh, the the police chief's wife just spits on her, so yeah, no, so like, she she's not well liked. She's not well liked. Is she a whore? No. Does no. she have a scarlet letter? No, I don't think so. No, but it's is she uh, a witch. No. Uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it was a really fun movie. Uh, I like need to know why a, she's it ostracized. Had a, it had a hell of a hell of an ending. Like okay. a, it was a, a, a pretty good ending. Is is her is like why she's ostracized a big plot point? No, it it, it, well, it like explains like why she has also has like issues like like trying to trying to get help. And like why she eventually like try make some of her choices. Okay. Because like no one will save her. So it, it shouldn't be called no one can save you. It's no one will save you. Oh yeah, it's no one will save. You. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought you said no one. I, can. I might have missed the, the word of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean that's that's very different. And then uh, I also watched. Uh, oh, I watched Boss Level. Uh, that's that movie. Where oh it's yeah, like yep. Groundhog Day Loop and. 
Uh, that was actually a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It's it's it kind of fun, a dumb, dumb fun, fun movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's definitely dumb fun. Yeah, and I also watched. Uh, so I, I got high last night, and then I watched Solar Opposites. I watched two full seasons of it. Oh, how was it? I enjoyed it. It was very dumb, and there were some odd turns. It, so it's it's a lot like uh, uh, Rick and Morty, and Bob uh, meet crossed with uh, Bob's, Bob's Burgers. Burgers. Okay, and then ramped up. All right, because like, like ramped it, up. Well, for example, Rick and Morty, uh, it's all fake drugs that they're always doing. Mm-hmm. Besides all the alcohol, uh, and this one, they're just like the aliens are just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna do uh, lines of coke because that's what we're gonna do. Oh, and it's a, uh, but it's a lot of fun. It, I was surprised actually how much fun I was having. Also, it was high, but right, it was a lot of fun. Well, I did intercept your sandwich last night. Yeah, and you were like, well, I was gonna go get dinner. But then I got high. And like, there's like a, as I, I like I so like I wrapped up season three last night because I had, and uh, so like I have like a Halloween special still to watch because I watched the Christmas special, and uh, they have like a like a weird ongoing thing like uh, throughout the seasons of the people who live in the wall because uh, the alien like the alien kids shrink people down that they don't like and just throw like have like this wall terra- terrarium. So these people that are shrunk down, like build up a society and like as you check in with them throughout the seasons of them, like they're the so the social struggles and just like the the anarchy that, that goes on. A lot of fun. Huh. Yeah, it's very strange show, but I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Sounds very strange. Anything else? No. All right. Jacqueline, what have you been up to since the last time you were on the show? It's been a hot minute. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what I did yesterday, to be honest. I'm kidding. I'm like, what Casey's, did you do yesterday? Oh, Casey's face made it look like I was like, he was worried about me, I'm but like, then it was hey. really worried because he also couldn't remember. <laughs> um, well, we could talk about like the elephant in the room a little bit in that the Twin Cities Marathon was canceled this morning. So um, <clears throat> it's like one of the biggest races, um, running races in Minnesota. You know, like there's Grandma's Marathon's pretty big. And then, but the T- Twin Cities Medtronic Marathon is... Uh, huge they have a 10 mile and then a full distance and not until 5 30 this morning did the email how many 20,000 I think my bid was in the 20,000s so yeah there was definitely 20,000 plus participants and I definitely was super happy to have left the house at 4 a.m to go pick up Jacqueline at 5 a.m and start driving to St. Paul oh yeah it starts downtown (coughs) Minneapolis or in Minneapolis uh in order like and then we got like a phone call along the way from a running coach saying, "Hey, it's been canceled." What? Yeah. Why did it get canceled? So like apparently the wet bulb temperature, so the humidity and the projected temperature for today put it in a dangerous dangerous to exercise outside and so apparently it affects um slowest runners the worst, especially if they're running a full marathon like later in the day. So the 10 mile was supposed to start at 7. And then the half, mar- the full marathon was supposed to start at eight. So if you're starting, you know, a five or six hour marathon at eight in the morning, and you're running through the heat of the high noon. Um, this could have been solved if they had all had ice vests. <laughs> I mean, your ice vest thing would probably have solved this. So I was trying to figure out like wet bulb, like what this is, um, and apparently it's the temperature read by a thermometer covered in a water-soaked uh, cloth. Over which air is passed. Now they're just making shit up. <laughs> it well, has it a takes m- into account humidity and your like the ability, like right. So 
it's a little bit more complicated than just like a feels like temperature. Yep. At 100% relative humidity, the wet bulb temperature is equal to the air temperature, the dry bulb temperature. At lower humidity, the wet bulb temperature is lower than dry bulb temperature because of evaporative cooling. Uh, it maxes out at 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So, uh, so it can't get any higher than that. So it should be fine. So the projected um, high today was like 88 and pretty high humidity. Yeah. Even heat-adapted people cannot carry out normal outdoor activities past a wet bulb temperature of 32 degrees Celsius or 90 degrees Fahrenheit, equivalent to a heat index of 131. Yeah, that's now, now you're in damp ball territory. Oh, no, that's just swamp ball at yeah, that point. Ball, yeah, so, yeah, we were, like, already on our way to the start line when we found out it was canceled. So we went back to my house, and I still ran the 10-mile race just in my neighborhood. So. And I took a nap. <laughs> <clears throat> so definitely didn't get a PR because you always run a little harder when you're surrounded by 20,000 people. You ran really fast, though. I mean, Casey thinks I run fast. I promise you all I'm not fast. I Thank mean, you. I appreciate your support. I try. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a lot faster if, like, she starts running and then you take a nap and then you wake up and she's back. And <laughs> I like know. Real fast. <laughs> it's like teleportation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, it kind of brings up a, like, a bigger question because this is the second, like, race that you've had partially With canceled cancel. or canceled yeah. or cancellation. So the last race, I, I, I don't really sign up for that many races, truly, um, either. So it's kind of interesting that, yeah, just last month, the Chicago Triathlon canceled their swim. And we are here we are canceling the race entirely for the Twin Cities Marathon. Um, Do they at least, like, pull out, put a heads up, like, a day or two before, like, hey, uh, there's this now in, like, this this uh marathon's now in the danger zone so it might get canceled yeah so the email last night quite literally last night they said i think maybe the last couple of days have been like hey as of right now it's there's like when when there's races there's different colored flags so green flag would be like perfectly healthy to run out you know exercise outside yellow would be like mild caution red is like take severe caution go at your own risk and then black flag is like it's too dangerous for your, us to permit you guys to participate so it's been in the red flag with the humidity the last couple of days. And so they've been notifying us. We still pl are planning on having the event. We're still planning on having it, but just keep an eye on notifications as they come along because we're in the red flag territory. And then not until this morning did something change, even though everyone's complaining that the weather project, like the weather projections were the same as they were yesterday. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. um, But it put it over into the, the reading this morning at five thirty was enough for them to put it into the black flag where they had to cancel the race. Yeah. They, this pro like, they probably were using the Weather Channel app like I was and just were disappointed with the performance of the Weather Channel app. I mean, it's a pretty shit app. Well, it is one of the things one. is like we've had a really hot summer. So mm -hmm. like a lot of, if you're training for a full distance marathon, you're not doing that on a treadmill. You are going outside and training in the heat, training in the humidity. So like a lot of the people, even though it's like, hot and whatever sucks like a lot of people were probably acclimated to it it's not like it's the spring where it's the first time yeah. it's hot out like you know um, which i mean like so you ran your race your 10 mile race which mm -hmm. it was muggy it was just muggy it yeah. wasn't hot like i think it was like 70 degrees right, right? well and you also ran it an hour earlier than you would have before so i think you left about six and yeah race race was supposed to start and it started at six yeah, yeah. um but it brings up a thing like at what point, 
is it the responsibility of the race organizers to cancel it versus the personal responsibility of the runner to drop themselves out? Oh, no. People are dumb, though. Well, we know people are dumb. <laughs> a lot I mean, like, of people are dumb. <laughs> Me included, because I still ran the race after they canceled it. Yeah, but I think if you had felt like shit during it, you would have stopped. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I didn't run the 20s. I and, didn't do 26 yeah. but there is a, But if you're... At it like, uh, but that's a little bit different though. If uh, like you're running it like in the neighborhood, you're like you're doing the ten miles there. Yeah, like you can like if you stop, like you don't have a crowd of people that are watching, like, watching that are that yeah. are then like us are like ramping you up to like, well, I gotta do this better. I gotta do this. Well, what a few weeks ago, Casey and I went and tried to go mountain biking when it was like high noon and it was like 101 degrees outside and like we really shouldn't have been outside, nevertheless trying to bike up a mountain. Yeah, but we tried. But we tried. And we live to tell the tale. And well, and then we stopped ourselves. So one of the issues is like apparently the longer you exercise is when it starts to become more of an issue, right? Because the overheating mm-hmm. spirals a lot faster when you've been exercising longer. Um. So yeah, they definitely I think are trying to protect people who are like less fit, who are going to be out there longer, like hitting that high noon. Um. But even with the, let's go back to the Chicago try when they canceled the swim, like the water report literally said like choppy waves, two to six feet, dangerous conditions, do not enter the water. You could die if you enter. That's what like the, the governing body of like the water safety posted. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like I'm a pretty strong swimmer and it was pretty gnarly, but because I'm a strong, I'm not fast, but I'm very comfortable floating. I think I would have been able to do it. But if for triathlons, for example, there are um, like, you know, like lifeguards, right? So they're mm-hmm. in kayaks or they're on paddle boards because they try to not use boats if possible because of the fumes. So you don't gas people out while they're swimming. Also, hitting people with a prop would probably be bad. Yeah, I guess. Well. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like it was too choppy for the safety personnel to safely maintain yeah. as well. So like you are allowed to swim from kayak to kayak, you're allowed to swim and hold on buoys when you're in the swim on, for a triathlon. Um, so you're allowed to rest in the water. And so a lot of people who are, are weak swimmers kind of go in knowing that, that they can do that when really you shouldn't get in the water if you can't, if, you, if you're not confident in the swim. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're like, yeah, okay, you can hold the buoy, but realistically, like people shouldn't be using that as like the, I hope I can get, like squeak this out. I didn't know that people cheated. Yeah. yeah no, oh, people only, cheat real hard. It's only cheating if you push off it. So if you just go and hold and rest, that's not cheating. It's only cheating if you like kick off to get speed after. Wait, wait. So like to just be going along with it, that's normal. So but if you, you like do one kickoff, that would get you what two DQ'd. feet? Yeah, right. Well, that would you get just you push two feet forward. Right. Yeah. So you can literally just swim from lifecraft to lifecraft. Like you can swim a hundred yards. Yeah, so you can drown each hundred yards now, the, on your way to your. The life only reason I would see like to disqualify it is because if you keep if you keep kicking off people's boats, they're just not going to like that. Uh, that's why, that's yeah. why it should be disqualified. Yeah, I feel like as soon as they, it's not going to give you an advantage, it's just keep as, kicking as, off. Soo- as soon as they grab the kayak, they should start being beat with the kayak paddle. Oh yeah. Like it's like, like that's your punishment. Nothing like a lifeguard just whacking your fingers <laughs> up when you're trying to well, save I mean, your life. I'll be honest. <laughs> I think they're a fair game if they if they grab onto it to just like rest. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a challenging thing. You like a drowning muskrat or something? What do you think? No, go, <laughs> go, go swim. In triathlon, it's the hardest ent- like barrier to entry is the swim. So 
most people can ride a bike and run and then get better at it. But not everyone has access to a pool or not everyone has knows how to swim as adults. So um, it and the fact that if you don't do it, you die. Like if you can't swim, you drown to death. Like if you can't run, you walk. If you can't bike, you just. I don't you know. don't you're bite. Sitting. Well, you're sitting essentially. No, yeah, you like walk I, your I guess. No, I mean you fall. You, <laughs> like here, here's the thing. Like triathlon. <laughs> on a bike. The on motherfucker a who can't bike. <laughs> flat on a flat road. You're on a flat road on a just a street bike, and you yeah. just tip and over. And you just fall right over because you're like, I don't understand how bikes work. You're like, supposed to bike for you know forty miles. Well, and like here's the thing. Like it's a triathlon. Like it is an a semi elite. Like, event, right? Like, it is... It's an endurance sport. It's an endurance sport. But I feel like if you do not know how to swim in a triathlon, maybe you should not do a triathlon and do, like, I don't know, one of those runny ones, yeah. uh, marathons. Yeah. Or they make duathlons that yeah. just don't do the swim. Yeah, so like don't run. do not do the goddamn swim and, if you can't swim. And actually, it's natural selection. If they still want to swim and they can't swim, and that's on them. I mean, maybe that's like a privilege thing. I don't know. It just seems like if I wanted to, like, climb a mountain, but I didn't know how to walk up mountains, I wouldn't, like, drown my way to the top of a mountain. Well, or if I decided... Yeah, that happens a lot, actually. A lot of people <laughs> drown their way up a mountain. I didn't have a good metaphor. Well, here's, here's one. Well, I think it's like your distance, right? Like, if you don't know how to like hike 15 miles up and back at altitude, you sh should be oh, trained no, for I, it. I have, yeah. I, have, I have a better metaphor. It'd be like, hey, I, wanna, like, I wouldn't go to Yosemite and try to trad climb... El Cap. El Cap. Never like not knowing how to trad climb, or if right. you uh, wanted to uh, take life by the horns by jumping in the ring with a bull, and you know just uh, see how that works out if you don't have any training. Or it's yeah. like base jumping, but not knowing which one, one's the shoot. To yeah, the parachute. Like it's it, it like it is a sport. Which hey, like if you want to do the sport, get training in the sport. Like learn learn the sport. Yeah, it's hard because a lot of people, they, they're attracted to triathlon because it is so challenging. Yeah. So, you know, like they might overcome the fact that they didn't know how to swim as an adult and now they're going to go swim but, but, in the mean, water. For I don't think take the, swimming the, lessons. I don't think the middle of a triathlon is the time to do that. <laughs> I agree. There are a lot of opportunities if you look for them to practice open water swim with lifeguards. Like yeah. even like Nokomis in Minneapolis, like you can sign up for a club and they like have... You're allowed to do laps across yeah. the entire well, lake. And they, they, they you got to It's, it's fairly up. easy to find adult <laughs> swimming lessons. As long as you sign up for that club and not the drowning like, club. A lot uh, of public pools. I'm sure the YMCA probably The Y does them. Like, to learn how to swim, like, it's a fairly low barrier to entry to learn how to, like, you have to swallow some pride. And some money. You know, there's a cost involved. With there, I, I think there's a lot of, like... Um, low cost or free programs oh, yeah. to like learn how to swim. Um, yeah, because like last year for the Chicago try, um, the way there was six foot swells. So when I was swimming, it wasn't so much the chop like hitting my face and spot like getting water in my mouth. It was like my whole body was like you know my feet were six feet up, my face was you know like I was like really being tossed around on top of the water. But this year for the Chicago try, like it wasn't necessarily the swells that were the issue. It was the chop. So like the waves were super choppy and they were probably two feet tall. So if you're going to swim and you turn your head to breathe, like you would have a face full of water. Mm -hmm. So breathing would be an issue. Like 
And then when we were at... Sounds like the perfect uh, biathlon or triathlon for Johnny Tsunami. Uh, go, he, go he, can't, he, he can't use his surfboard. He can't surf? No. That's chubby. not one of the sports. Can he snowboard it then? Because he well, can do that too. I mean, they might let him snowboard it. <laughs> He'd sink to the bottom, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, so I mean, it's it's tough swimming conditions, right? It, it would this year would have been it would have been hard. Oh, it, what I was saying is when we were standing at the at the edge of the lake on the mm-hmm. boardwalk there, the waves were actually so normally the wave the water is like what six or ten feet below the concrete, mm-hmm. at least what I remember from last year. Yeah, and this year the waves were splashing against the concrete and then coming up over. Yeah, and getting the sidewalk wet. No, it was absolutely so, like they were right it to was cancel gnarly. it, but like. Also, like an hour after that, like it looked fine. Um, no, it picked up again. It did pick oh, up. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah, especially um, like on the run. The run went farther down the lake shore, oh, okay. and when it was a little bit less protected, it was still yeah gnarly. Yeah, the just like I just I don't understand people doing the swim, but not being able to know how to swim. I feel like I'd be so like. D- Maybe these people have, like, a level of confidence that I don't understand where they're just like, oh, well, I'm really good at running and biking, and so laying down in water shouldn't be that hard. Literally, that's you know, how well, it you is. Put it that's that literally way. how it is. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, that's how you die. I like, literally think there's a lot of swimmers who are like, I hope it works out. Like, well, I, DNF is really common in the water. Like people who just can't finish the swim and they grab a kayak and they have to get pulled out. I just, I, I, it boggles, like it's not a cheap event to do either. Uh, no, if you do like a super sprint, a sprint, yeah. those aren't so bad because you can just wear a swimsuit and throw some running shorts on mm-hmm. top. But like in the longer distances, you want to have nice, you know, like yeah. appropriate clothing for it. Like I'm not going to run, run in a swimsuit for six miles or well and i just like i don't i don't like these people like i don't understand water wants to kill you it's like you don't belong here so we're gonna try to drown you but it's also interesting this is like really the first year i've back in 20 that many years ago i got into fun runs right so Mm -hmm. i ran a ton of 5ks 10ks like i did every single one down the line like the halloween and christmas and new year's and all you know, all of the smaller races yep. and all of the oxymoronic this, fun runs. I've never had. I had one delayed once for like lightning, but I've never had one a race event canceled. And then this year, the last, the only events I signed up for both had some sort of cancellation. So it's it's interesting. Our yeah. race organizers, like Chicago Triathlon, what has been forty going on for forty years, and what this was like the first or second time they canceled the swim. Like, is this global warming or is this the race organizers trying to save people's lives? Well, yeah. So the Twin Cities thing I saw, this is the second time they've canceled it since 20 or 2007 was the last cancellation. Yeah. So uh, like, 15 years. Yeah. And it's the first time in 15 years they've canceled the run. Yep. Because they don't want the people who are less prepared for it to drop like flies. Yeah, well, maybe they should do a swim instead. Yeah. Like, is there a way they it, you, know, you know how it should be? It should be sink or swim, and sometimes people are going to sink. It's now just a Lake Calhoun swim. And, you know, it'd make diving more fun. You could go diving there and see all the bodies from the previous marathons. <laughs> and they're all muscly, so they'll sink real fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
unless uh, it, unless it counts as like a, a naval like uh, burial ground or whatever. Where, so like you can't you well, can you, no longer so dive there. You, yeah. So some of them you can dive. Some of them you can't. It's a whole thing. And like, but if yeah. it's a if it's a yearly biathlon where people are drowning there, I think they can't out outlaw. They, they just gotta let you go uh, dig. Yeah, go swim. So. So yeah, it's just it's just interesting. Like, yeah. at what point should we just let people be dumb? And what point? Well, apparently we do in the triathlons because we let them open water swim. Yeah, well, I feel like you should have to like be able to prove that you can do a breaststroke before you can get in the water. Well, can you can you do like the uh, can you swim? But like when you hit the water, put like little arm floaties on. No, no arm floaties and no snorkels. We have like you really. Read the rules. <laughs> <laughs> the rules. What do you if you have like really baggy shorts that like kind of float a bit? Mm, yeah, actually, like you're just really gassy, and you just like, and you inflate your wetsuit. <laughs> well, you have like a, <laughs> you're like I had I had a high fiber dinner no, no, last night because the only really thing saved my life on the swim, and let me tell you why. You have a bunch of like uh, the air like the those like the plastic air filled like packing material like in your shorts. So you get in the water, you're just floating back there. Well, your best bet's to get a wetsuit because those are buoyant. And then well, but I don't know if you want to run in a wetsuit. Do you take the wetsuit off after you swim? What if you have a scuba diver below you that um, is pulling you, like comes up and like attaches like a little like clip to your wetsuit, and then uses a DPV under the water to like propel you, and you just have to hold your breath. Oh, it's fine for as long a mile. As, <laughs> I think that's fine as as long as you uh, as long as you don't get caught. And you better hope the scuba diver is really good buoyancy because they might just pull you under. Bloop. And then you're, how do you communicate with them? You can't yell. Nope. <laughs> Your odds are about as good as not knowing how to swim. I feel like you'd inherently be pulled under. There's no way you'd be pulled forward. You'd be pulled down. Unless the scuba diver was also at the surface. No, you'd be pulled. You'd need like a fin that would like angle how, you. Yeah, you'd, ha- you'd have to flipper it. You'd have to like put your chest up and your arms back so you're like a goddamn boat. And nobody would, <laughs> nobody would suspect a thing. It would be completely inconspicuous. Yep, and like you'd have to plane yourself so, so you could... <laughs> <laughs> and make boat motorboat noises by going clip, <laughs> Would the clip be like in your groin so you'd have better chest chest leverage? I think I think it'd have to be like about your belly button. Cuz I feel like that could pull pull down. Like the closer the clip was to your knees, the more you could get your chest out, right? Yeah, but you don't want it too far otherwise you're just going to get pulled under by your your feet are going to oh, go in flip, front of you. You flip back. Yeah. It'd be do the core workout. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, I mean, these people are, like, really good at running and biking and couldn't be bothered to fucking learn how to swim, so. Uh, What if they do a, uh, if you do a barefoot water ski across? That should gotta be allowed, right? I don't think anyone will notice. Yeah, you'd blend right in with the other Do you think Jesus would be allowed to run across the water? Like, they couldn't say no. He'd have to be allowed to. Is Jesus the new Chuck Norris? No, no, because Chuck Norris is the new Jesus. Jesus can walk on water, so it makes yeah. sense that he would be able to run on water. Yeah, unless like he can only like I I don't know if jogging well, was the, a thing the in Nazareth. The problem is but. they they can't say no to him because if they say no to him, he might turn their blood to wine. If Chuck Norris no, swam, good. if Chuck Norris swam, would the water just disappear like Jesus split the seas? No, Moses split the seas. Oh, sorry, Moses. Yeah, 
so if Chuck Norris swam, would he just be like end up? Would he end up doing a run? And that's I don't. Why he didn't I actually have to think that might swim. be his one weakness. Water. He might disintegrate in the water. I thought it was like if Chuck Norris doesn't it might be push his up, he doesn't push himself up, but he, he pushes, pushes the, the earth, earth away. Yeah, away. Like, wouldn't that be the same for water? I mean, it's possible. Or no, but just, every, like, wa- I think that's he, like, his weakness. He, his swimming would just do you be think, walking on the. Do you bottom. think if Moses uh, like split the seas, do you think he'd be DQ'd for not swimming? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and then all the scuba divers would be exposed. All the scuba polars. All, all the scuba polars. <laughs> <laughs> why that, is that? Why was he actually just like a race judge? Like, <laughs> he, was, he was like the race judge who's like something's fishy here. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, so things that I've been up to because I want to talk about me for a second. <laughs> um, I went scuba diving yesterday because we've been talking about that, and we went out to Lake Wazee. And while we're driving out there, like we were looking at the uh, at the forecast, and it was clear. And then we hit just outside of Eau Claire, just south of Eau Claire, and just lightning everywhere, <laughs> and just downpouring thunderstorm. So we get to Lake Lake Wazee, and we're now just in the middle of this thunderstorm. And so like, ah, oh, shit. Well, it can't last that long, so we'll just wait it out. Two hours we waited. Wait, for so this. did you dive in the, wa- the the weather like that? No, because so you're not supposed to. Yeah, because well, I'm gonna ask you a few questions, and you let me know if you should if you would have done it. So there was a lot of lightning. We like we saw lightning hit the ground like about 200 yards in front of us. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. Um, so in that conditions, would you get out of your vehicle and strap a giant aluminum tank? With um, a steel valve uh, to your back. Oh, no, no. And then go out into open water. Oh, you do that in the car where it's safe, and then you sprint to the water and hop in. <laughs> because electricity is not conducted by water. Well, it, not it, it, it spreads out. Like, yeah, uh, when you go down, you're safe. No, so the problem is uh, the, the soundtrack wave can travel up to 100 feet. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's right. You would... That would not be good. Yeah. yeah. Would you go I deaf? I forgot about that. Sound shockwave? Deaf would be one of the least of your problems with that. Like concussions, internal bleeding. Oh. A lot of bad things. Just the usual. <laughs> yeah. I see. Um, I, I, I didn't think about the, the, that part. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're sitting there, like we cannot see the lake with how heavy the rain is. We are parked uh, maybe 50 feet from the shoreline. Uh, directly in front of us, two cars pull up. And three college kids get out and immediately start gearing up with their scuba gear and spear guns to go spear fishing in the the lightning, in the thunderstorm. And we're just sitting there like, there's no way. Well, when you're a teenager, you're invincible. Apparently, Jesus Christ. So they geared up and like went on their dive and stuff. And by the time they got out, like the storm had passed. So they like they luckily like didn't get. But while they were gearing up is when we saw the lightning strike like 200 yards away. And it didn't phase them at all. <laughs> they might not have even seen it. Like, but Jesus. So they did that. Um, and then my dad and I, like, once the storm passed, like, we got out, we geared up. We're like, awesome, this is going to be great. So we went on our dive, had a fantastic dive, came out, and, like, they were nowhere to be seen. So we're doing our surface interval. Um, and I hear them, like, in the woods behind. And, like, then they come hiking out. Apparently, they had gone on a dive, uh, made it to, like, the other side of the lake, ran out of air. So they surfaced and just left their scuba tanks on the side of the lake and then hiked back. 
because they didn't have any air management to like go out and then turn around. Well, and they left their tanks be- behind. Yeah, and then they came and got their cars and then went and got the tanks. Wow. Yeah, they were dumb kids. So if you're listening and you were out at uh, Wazi last night or yesterday and doing that, like, guys, learn some better dive practices. I don't know. The weather was very sunny here and warm. Oh, I have all day. Dumb ways to die. die. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it was it was roof. Um, Yeah. And one of them was was like wasn't even in a proper wetsuit. The water was cold. Like once you hit below 30 feet, it dropped down to about 46 degrees. Um, and he was in like a sleeveless wetsuit. He he didn't have no sleeves. Well, you he know, just had like torso shorts. Well, I mean, you gotta show off the guns. I guess. <laughs> why does you, the better question is why do you have sleeves on your wetsuit? Well, I was wearing my dry suit. Or well, on your dry suit too. Yeah. Why does your dry suit have sleeves? I wouldn't think, it be so cheaper if you don't have sleeves? You wouldn't have to worry about your gloves leaking if if your wetsuit or dry suit ended at the armpit. Because I like to be warm. If all your if you have so much better dexterity though, but I like to be warm. I mean, if all your like suits, like if you had like you could have like if you had like three diving suits and all of them had no sleeves, that's like a fourth suit you could fit in there. I I guess, but yeah. I only have two diving suits. No, yeah, well, and they all have sleeves. Well, exactly. That's the problem. You got the sleeves on there. I mean, I do love sleeves though. Mm-hmm. Sleeves are pretty great. Anyway, it was a great time. Uh, and then we went out to Lucette afterwards uh, to have pizza with old Brian. Oh, did their diving suits have, like, collars that were, like, popped? Uh, no, or, or, but they should have. Or was that from a decade ago? Maybe that was the style a decade ago. That may have been the style a decade ago. But. All right. Um, yeah, had some pizza, hung out with old Bri. Uh, we played some sabacla on Tuesday night, or Friday night. Yep, Friday, Friday night. night. Um, and then I taught Jacqueline some sabak. Yeah, that's right. She learned some nerd shit. You guys. It's a lot of addition and subtraction. I'm really bad at it. You were doing fine. <clears throat> I'm really good at it, you guys. <laughs> I'm going to show these guys how it's done. Darn tootin'. I, especially, Casey thought I was so good. He thought I didn't even need to learn how to use the chips. I mean, you don't gambling. need to. No, yeah, you need, I'm to, kidding. You need I just, to learn how to play the game first, yeah. and, then, and then I'll take your money. What money? <laughs> <laughs> you can try. All right. So we have three Sheep's Oktoberfest in front of us as the beer to try. I'm going to turn a light on. Yeah, it, uh, it's getting dark earlier these days. How about that? You got one more? Uh, that's, the beer light is not as convenient to turn oh, on. It's like right in Chris's face. Yeah. <laughs> so in case you hear him squinting. <laughs> Tell us where the children are. Where are the children? What? Is I was going to say it's like an interrogation line. I was going to say they're probably oh. at school, but it is a Sunday, so they're probably <laughs> not at school. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so Three Sheeps uh, Brewing is a brewery outside of Sheboygan. Back in the day, they were a guest on this podcast and got me um, two into my cups on a Tuesday morning. But that is, neither, that is neither here nor there. Uh, we have a deep pre- appreciation for the traditional German beers that laid the groundwork for what we brew and drink today. Our Oktoberfest is an ode to that tradition. It's a light-bodied and easy-drinking lager with pleasant caramel notes, making it the perfect beer to ring in the changing of seasons. 
We spent years laboring over this beer, endlessly tweaking recipes to find just the right malts and just the right yeast strain. We weren't happy until it was perfect. Wisconsin is proud of its Oktoberfest, and we're proud of this one. Prost. This is a Marzen beer, or um, which is a style of lager. Five and a half percent, 15 IBUs. Very malty. Uh, uses CTZ hops. No, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm IBU? tasting it. Uh, international bad. bittering unit. It's like uh, so it's measurement of uh, bitter. 15 bitters? 15 bitters. Is that a lot of bitters or a There's a low amount of bitters. Low bitters. Yep. What's like a high bitters? It's like a hundred. Oh. Why don't they use the NBU? It's the national uh, bitter unit. Uh, well, they were going to, but then people like, there was too much nationalism and Nazism around it, so they had to go back to the IBUs. Oh, that'll happen. That'll Are happen. they different? One doesn't exist. <laughs> the NBU doesn't exist. I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it's a, this is not a bad beer. Uh, no, it, it pours, like, since we have the patented beer light on, uh, thank you, uh, Devin, for installing that for us. Um, this is a beautiful... <laughs> is that, is this, what is, is this the patented beer That's light? the patented beer light. Oh, it's, it's really fancy. It's, it's a running joke on, um, uh, like, so in the, in the old studio, I'll explain this joke, because why not? Um, in the old studio, we had a bare bulb. That a single we, bulb in the basement. Well, yeah, like, like a we we had we had all the soft we had all basement. the soft ball box lights on for like the thing, and then we had like one bare bulb, and it was the perfect thing to like hold a beer up to and get like the hints of ruby and like the clarity, and we so we called that our patented beer light. So we had to add one down here, and it's like it looks like something a painter would use. It absolutely is. It's like it has a clip. Yep. And so, yeah, that is our bare bulb, our patented beer light. Um, exterior light in it. <laughs> yeah, this has, like, this very nice, like, caramel color. Pours with this really tight, um, like, off-white cream head. Yeah, no, and it tastes good. I like it. Yeah, it's a little uh, bready. It's, like, burnt, um, like burnt caramel almost yeah. on the nose. Mmm, very, like, yeah, like... Kind of sweet, but finishes dry. I, I don't like really it. obviously drink beer, but I really like it, actually. Yeah. I could drink this more than other beers. It's it's a very good one. This is um, up there with one of my favorite Oktoberfests this year. Every year, like, I like to try as many as I can, and, like, sometimes they, they change. And this one, this, this year's recipe is so good. It's fantastic. I really enjoy it. It's like cake. It's like it's eating cake. Bread water. Yeah, a little bread bit. Bread cake. Yeah, a little, um, what's the, like, yeah, almost like, like a caramel not, cake. It's not super bitter. Sometimes they just are... Yeah. No, it's it's imminently, like, crushable and very good. Give me a number. So, like, in my head, I'm comparing this to the last Oktoberfest I had, which was on Friday when we went to Pitchfork, and I had a bunch of their uh, The Pitchfork Oktoberfest, yep. And I, I think I like the Pitchfork one better than this one. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I I, granted, I did crush a bunch of them, so. But uh, this <laughs> is a. Uh, did the numbers go up the more you've had? Like, does it start at like a seven point? Well, it's just like it was a good, a very good. Okay. It was a very good time. I had a very good pizza and I had some really good beer. It was just a good combination. He was just feeling it. He was feeling all the feels in the so moment. I'm gonna give this one. It's not bad. Uh, I so I'm gonna give this a seven point nine. All right, Jacqueline, would you like to give it a number? I would give this a nine. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to like, 
Yeah, this is a solid eight for me. This is a really good Oktoberfest. Um, I really like Pitchforks this year. Um, this one and Pitchforks are like my top two this year, and I'm very excited about right. it. Um, so I'm I'm hoping to have a little bit more of the Pitchfork one before it goes away. Yeah, because I I've had like a, a couple of them so far, a couple of different uh, Oktoberfests, and uh, uh, some of them are, are have not definitely have not been as good as the, the uh, those yeah, two. Yeah, I think I've had like ten different ones so far this year, ten or eleven, and the yeah these definitely like top two is this one. I really like it. Better yeah, than so any of the ones eight. I had because uh, uh, they, they also had at Renfest, I believe. They had a couple Oktoberfests, right? They had the Shell Oktoberfest, which is always good. It's not like... It's fine. Yeah, it's it's a good Oktoberfest. Um, when I went up to... Uh, when I went up north with uh, with uh, Jacqueline and her family, uh, I brought this, uh, this one and then I brought the Shell one. And then I brought uh, what... Uh, a German one, I can't remember the. Yeah, this one's better than the Shells one, Paul Aner, but not as good as the Pitchfork one. Yeah. All right, Carlos, what's your uh, discussion topic? So, how much were you did like? Do you see frisbees as a kid? Did I see frisbees? Like, like especially like the, the, <laughs> in the wild. Like, especially, especially like the the cool like designed ones. Like, oh, this frisbee is made is a super frisbee. It's made to go like almost forever when you throw it. Wait, hang on, hang. On. Aren't all frisbees the I'm, same? I'm, I'm 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 trying to follow the logic here. Like, okay, if we had green, we had a lot on. of frisbees. Okay, growing like, up. So like, like there were this is regular plastic. The regular that you plastic get at, like ones, okay. parades and shit. Yeah. Um, and then we had like, and I think you're talking about like the like the Nerf rings and well, like it wasn't just Nerf. Like there's a different well, different, yeah, different yeah. brands, but that's that like like the, oh yeah, the super long flying frisbees, yeah. So like the flying saucers and so like they had like I saw like I remember seeing like some of the pla- like the solid plastic ones, but like they were there was also like I think there was like one being advertised like a super frisbee that like had a, as a kid, which was like a, a like a blue loop with like pink rubber on the sides of it. I'm so fascinated as to where this is gonna go. And it, you're like, you, you, when you throw it, it would just fucking, it would go for ages. And like I remember, and so I remember playing uh, like a um, like frisbee. Uh, it was football, but with frisbees, and that was an unusable frisbee for that because it would just so uh, ultimate frisbee. Is oh, is that what that is? The yeah. Oh, so that so so ultimate frisbee is not frisbee golf. No. Okay. Frisbee golf is frisbee golf. Ultimate frisbee is ultimate frisbee. And so it's just it's just football with why don't they just call it a uh, football frisbee? That'd make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Because you use your you definitely use your feet when you're playing ultimate frisbee. So oh, well, you use your feet a lot when you're playing football. You're on. Well, yeah, you're onto something here. Maybe we should make a petition and, and see call if it ultimate can. ball. Ulti- but, <laughs> but like just one, like so I, so one of the things I remember yeah we should get the NFL to change yeah to, to the UFL you ultimate ball you'll be <laughs> man I can't wait for the up season well you gotta kick it still for them. oh wait yeah I mean, no I guess no it would be so it'd be the national ultimate ball league <laughs> so <laughs> the null so oh NUL okay national ultimate league yeah so the, the downside, no. So the problem with like one of those frisbees is like it or gets the stuck. nubble. I was thinking you could put a line over the U, and it could be the 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 nubble. <laughs> like compared to a regular, uh, compared to a regular frisbee. Collect all the nubbles. I'm sorry, Chris. Okay, can you? These sound like those little those little things that you collected as a kid. Pogs. I don't know. They're like alien plastic things. It, that's what it sounds N- like. Trolls. 
Mm. I don't. I think that was before our like time. Skulls? No, they were like this big, and they were clear plastic colored things. You. Okay. I mean, I busted a, Pokemon Chris, cards. Okay, Chris, please tell us more about Ultimate. About, are you talking yeah. about knuckle bones? Knuckleheads? Uh, oh, knuckle bones. The bones. The bones. I think they were just called bones, not skull bones. Alright. No, but, uh, so, right. as far as, like, so, like, the problem with, like, compared to, like, a r- regular Frisbee was that these ring Frisbees would really easily get caught in trees. And when you're, a, when it's a, oh, a Frisbee yeah. that really, like, is going to go for ages, it's going to hit a tree. Oh, absolutely. The and then, uh, I had a, a brother that got a uh, like a triangle version of the Super Frisbee that was designed to be a boomerang, except it's a triangle. Okay. Uh, it's not very effective. So I don't know if there's like a really special a skill you need for uh, for like boomeranging. There is. I was gonna just going to ask you if you ever tried to throw to, a boomerang. Because it says like to throw it at like a 45 degree angle. Yeah. Uh, it never came back to that same spot. Nope. It always went either in a tree or somewhere else. I don't think boomerangs actually come back to the same spot. Well, if you throw it, they well, have to. Well, it's because the trees are conspiring conspiring against you, right? No, don't don't get no. him started on this. So the trees, we we've tried extend, to kill this joke. They extend their arms and nab it because no. they hate children. No, they just hate Chris. So there was just a Oh, it's there, personal. What did you do to the trees? They're he fine. declared a war on them. Oh, what did, oh. They're a bit sappy. Ten years ago, Will on this very hasty? podcast, he declared a war Chris. on the trees. Yeah, and then, because... and then we had to call it off because it got old. <laughs> Chris must have been hasty with the trees. It's a haste. Don't be hasty, little hobbit. So, like, I, there's is a he, lot of he, my... Uh, is like, he a hobbit? He's an orc. So there was a lot of my childhood that was spent like getting stuff out of trees, just taking a rake, jumping, trying to get stuff yeah. out of trees. Like, did you have a lot of stuff that ended up in trees too? Absolutely. Toilet paper. Um, well, also, you don't uh, have to get that out with a frizz. So a, you just let that go. I was lucky in the fact that near our house, none of the trees were really tall enough to, for it to be a problem because we had to like plant all the trees like right next to our house until we got older, and then we were shooting paintballs and not throwing frisbees. But we did get a lot of things on the roof. Um, and oh, like your shoes? Well, yeah, but that wasn't our fault. Like, we put a lot of Frisbees on the roof. A few balls. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a lot of, like, because Frisbees, they'd go up there, and there's no roll in a Frisbee. It just kind of lands and stays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you have to wait for Dad to get home to get the ladder out and go up on the roof. Because if you go up on the roof, Mom yells. No, I think as a kid, like... Like at least like the roof when it was normally on a roof like I it was normally like a, it wasn't like a two story roof or anything like that so like it would be a thing like where like I could get it off with a like is really unless it's really on there I could get it with a uh, rake. Yeah, we always did it like the it was always on the wood side of the house. You remember the my old place? Oh yeah. And like so it was like the double story there or I guess story and a half. And it was never on the short side, which was, yeah. Well, I mean, if it's on the roof, I mean, you might as well put the ladder on the short side and then tramp all, all over your roof. Yeah, the for some reason, my parents didn't want us doing that. I don't know why. I can't figure that one out either. Yeah, and uh, so and I got, we had like a like a, one of those like really extendable like hedge trimmers as a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think that was used more to get frisbees out than to trim any sort of branch. Ever. Like, it was like, oh, well, Frisbee's really up there. Gotta pull out that thing. That had, like, a r- rope on there to you, so you could pull it to cut branches. But I don't think I ever saw it used to take out a single branch. It was just to get Frisbees? That's what I used it for. I never saw it used for anything else. Hmm. Yeah. 
Interesting. So, did you just want to share the I just trauma? Wanted, of- I just wanted to talk about like the, the, all the cool frisbees that like that got lost. The to- super frisbees like were like the ones that would really go like uh, yeah. And like I never had like an area that was quite big enough for them. Yeah, yeah. We had a we had a boomerang that we got. It was like a plastic toy boomerang, and we put that thing on the roof all the time. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so. Me and the trees, we had a good relationship, and they did not nab any of the things out of the air from me. Um, kind of same with the roof. Did you just like not live around trees? No, we had <laughs> twelve very large mature oak trees in my yard when I grew up. You just had to give them their space. I think they were just really, really tall. Like they were way you up. You never there. put a kite in a tree. I don't think I no, because they got you use it once and you can never get that stuff untangled again. A kite? No, they were those spinners though. It's like it's like a helicopter thing with a little oh, yeah. stick. Yeah. Or you had the one with the thing in the baller or like the no, the ballerina the, would woo. The basic one where it's just like Oh the stick. Or, or so you didn't have the ballerina, you didn't have the dragon. You just it was just a basic basic stick version you had. Yeah, like the two propellers on top or I guess one propeller on top with like the stick and you spin it between your hands and let it go. Yep. That was the closest I got to anything cool. Now that I say this and you both look at me with, it makes me sound kind of sad and pathetic. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even have a frisbee that gets stuck in the tree. You had like a little th- spitty thing that didn't even get stuck in the tree because the trees were too big. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't get the little spinner to the roof. They weren't powerful enough. Uh, what did I do as a kid? I watched a lot of TV as a kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> We had a lot of books as a kid, yeah. to be honest. I, I, I will never forget the last time I brought a kite to Madeline Island. And it was like a Marvel kite, or was it a no? Spider-Man it was a kite? princess kite. Oh, was it a princess kite? Yeah, it was a princess kite, and I was having a great time flying my kite. And then Pete was like, "Hey, man, I want to fly your kite." And I'm like, "Okay." He had it for less than thirty seconds and got it caught in a damn tree. Yeah. And then the rest of the afternoon was, "How do we get this kite out of the tree?" Turns out we don't. Yeah, no, I had no part. I decided to play no part in that. I was like, right, "You guys have fun. I'm gonna be on the beach." We threw things. We tried to find a really long stick. I think it was there the next year. I think it was. I think it's gone now. Oh, it, it was gone the following year after that. Yeah. But yeah, I was really bummed about that because mm-hmm. then I didn't have a kite anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, I never did the thing of climb a tree to get something out of it. That was never a thing I did. Hmm. If a cat was in a tree, would you climb it to save the cat? No, the, the, the cat will get down. I, mean, I got. They the, always get down. I don't know why people rescue cats. They're they're perfectly capable of rescuing themselves. I got one of those parachuting army men ca- caught in a tree a few times. You got that's impressive. Like did, like you must have really been trying to get in. How that did tree. you get it up? You throw it really hard. Uh, I for for some reason I imagined it parachuting down and then getting caught, but you just threw it into a tree. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it didn't just like it, you didn't throw it up. It caught and then it like drifted into the tree. Like I you threw just it up. Threw it into I was a tree. just trying to see how high I could get it. Turns out into the tree. Turns out there's a tree above <laughs> you. My favorite memory with trees, if we're going with trees, is with my grandmother, the most amazing woman in the entire world. I used to want to be just like her when I grew up, and she had an apple tree in her backyard. And so um, <clears throat> one summer we went out and we picked fresh apples and then she taught me how to make homemade apple pie, homemade crust and apples off the apple tree. And, and that sounds delicious. I didn't get any nerdy toys stuck in those trees, though. Wow. I was like the girl nerd, like like the Laura Ingalls Wilder girl nerd, for sure. But you didn't get anything nerdy caught in a tree? No. So you're not that nerdy, then? Well... No. I'm not nerdy at all. I'm not a nerd. I do not identify as a nerd. Oh, 
Uh, you know those, um, like, you used to get these, like, little silver medallions at the Renfest for doing, like, some, like, dumb kids game or whatever. Okay. Um, I got those stuck in a tree once. What? How? <laughs> it was a necklace. And my buddy and I, we were spinning them really hard and throwing them up in the air to see how high they would go. <laughs> and then they got caught in the tree. Um, he ended up getting them down, uh, with, like... Uh, like a year later, like because we like we couldn't find them, and then like uh like once it once winter came and like and all the leaves went away, he found them and he was able to climb up and get them. Okay, Chris, I have to ask, how many things have you gotten stuck in a tree that you got out of a tree by throwing something else at it, and or you tried to rescue it with throwing something else at it, and then they both got stuck? I mean, rarely. Like normally, if the only thing that would get stuck in a tree that like I, the, the only re- that you would want to throw something to get out would be if it was a ball. So that's about the only, and like, that's very, probably very rarely did like, I try to get a ball out of a tree by throwing another ball at it. And then it, the them both get stuck. Normally, they eventually one of them would come out of the tree. Oh, look at me. I'm you guys. And I'm aware of my surroundings when I'm throwing shit up in the air so it doesn't get caught in trees. Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just were you just like weren't around trees enough. Like you, you I saw your prop your uh, your property in high school that you was lived. there one tree? Was, and was, somehow was, this was the tree. No, that no, got all the trees were it. way out pat in the field, like where, where they belong. Like they weren't. A, <laughs> they weren't. A, you had to go looking for the trees to get something no, stuck in those I, trees. Well, yeah, I didn't get. I never got things stuck in those trees. It was yard trees or trees at my friends' houses. No, that's that's all. I just wanted to talk about frisbees and I guess getting stuff con trees. Right. Okay. One other thing, really interesting. I'm like pretty good at disc golf, but I cannot throw a regular frisbee more than probably thirty feet. Mm. Oh, I've stuck disc golf discs in trees. I'm sure we all have. Yep. Especially that one, uh, the frisbee golf course that was on the way to Madeline Island, where it's just all trees and snakes. Yeah. They decided that's why they wanted you to throw a regular so frisbee t- farther. <laughs> this more, I don't know. I'm, Oh, okay. I don't know. I just don't know how to hold it, I guess. I can throw a disc golf disc pretty far, though. Mm-hmm. So this this morning, speaking of snakes, Casey saw one outside my in my backyard. It was, I mean, I didn't think it was a snake. I was just like, oh, that's 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 that. <laughs> was it a snake or was it not a snake? It was, it was a hose. <laughs> it's a big black hose. It's a 100-foot hose coiled. I don't think there's a hundred foot long snakes uh, in this. I know. I didn't think it was a snake. His eyes got really big and he's like, what's that? (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. You brought up snakes. Oh, no, I understand. We're going to talk about something that's actually important, though. What's the best aquarium decoration? I'm sorry. What? No, you're good. Probably either a sunken ship or an anchor. Why? No, a castle or like a bridge. Or a skull. No, that's not a very good bridge if it's underwater. Or one time I had like a, a like a marijuana a glass marijuana pipe and I hooked up the bubbles to it that went in the mouthpiece. So then like it looked like the bubbles came out of the like the bowl part and it looked like it was smoking. I really hope your parents don't listen to this. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so cool. <laughs> it looked good. I mean, that does sound like it would look good, but then how do you smoke out of it? The f- it's for the fish. We donated one. Oh, you donated fish. one. Oh, okay. Do so, the fishies want to get high? Is that? Uh, n- no. Hey, fish, want to get high? <laughs> no. Bilbo Baggy Cheeks had enough trouble. He didn't need to get high. What was his name? You've heard this, oh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bilbo Baggy Cheeks. Okay. He was called like what is the name? Like a puffer, puffer puffy eye goldfish or something. They have like big air sacs under their eyeballs. But one of his puffy sacks was like half the size of the other, and he had like a gimp fin, so he was like really special. Do you just swim in circles? Yeah, kinda. And upside down a lot, to be honest. I think he's a little gassy. His name was Bilbo Baggy Cheeks. Oh, so, so it had like a small fin like that. Nemo. Like Nemo. Yeah, like it was Nemo. like Nemo, yeah. but it also had like... I, want, I wanted to say a little Nemo, but that was... That's uh, that, that's Leonard's kid, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. So it just it just was seemed fitting. So, but like, why, why a castle? Why a treasure chest? Like, why are these the best? I need to hear reasons. I need sunken stuff. Like there's sun- sunken stuff in the seas, and like that's what that's actual stuff you'll see. You could possibly possibly yeah, like, see I mean, a sunken I, ship, or like just a rusty old anchor. Okay, because how interesting are fish really? Like if you just put a single goldfish in an empty tank, that is like the saddest existence. But uh, what are things that are related to water that really get your imagination excited? Well, I kinda well, wanna, if you're my parents, rocks. Well, I, I kind of want to go a little bit further <laughs> on what you brought up. Is like, why even have a fish tank in the first place? Because they mind their own business. They're quiet. You could have a painting and not have to feed it. You could have. <laughs> you know what's also quiet? Not having fish. Those are. That's also they're pretty well quiet. behaved. When I used to apply, for you like, don't know that they're well behaved. They just can't do anything. They could be racist. <laughs> they could be very racist yep. fish. You don't actually. Know. That's a well known fact. All fish are racist. Oh yeah. I thought they were non discriminatory and they just eat any fish that's smaller than them. Your mom told us today. Yeah. No, but they're racist towards humans and other fish. Yep. You don't want to even no, want to hear what they say. Fish they hate anything. white people. You don't want to hear what the what the uh, the bass. They keep putting them in little tiny tanks and winning them at the fair. You don't even want to hear what the what the fish say about the sunfish. Are they too cheery? No, it's uh, they say much worse stuff that yeah, we can't we, we can't, we can't repeat it on air. Yeah, it's, it's really bad stuff. It's wrong. Why a goldfish tank? Why why like a decorative fish would hate on like a. I mean, fish. why goldfish? Why would you mix them? Why would they ever know each other existed? I don't see fish color. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chris, though, go back. Why would, why why, would why a goldfish it, know that a Why would you want would a goldfish? Well, well, they talk. The fish talk. They know that what, they, what fishes they, are. They they're fish all racist. Don't talk. Okay, how do they talk? If one's in a tank in your basement and one's in a lake like three miles away, how do, how do they just telepathy? This I'm stuff? not a fish. I don't talk to them because <laughs> they're all racist. I wouldn't want to talk to them. So I, I don't I don't get the nitty gritty details. Are different a different species of fish? I mean, it's not really race at this point. And then it's xenophobia. What's? Yeah. Fear of um, like other species. Oh. Yeah. Who in this group is most likely to be xenophobic? Gordon. He's not here. <laughs> and not Gordon. Gordon would love aliens and ogres. Like he drinks like a fish, and he'll he'll drink with the fish too. Yeah. I don't know who would be the most xenophobic in our group. Afraid of other species. Or I mean, you hate snakes. Yeah, right. I'd probably be the most xenophobic. Like, if you saw a snake... If there was, like, another snake species... But we hate cats. Oh, we don't hate cats. We're allergic to cats and then are judgy because of it. Yep. I'm, but, like, anaphylactic yeah. to cats. Well, and I, like... And I truly, truly hate snakes. But, yeah, no, it'd be me. Turns out that I'm a bigot. Really? I can see Chris being, like, kind of unenthused with certain... I don't... Species. No, I don't think he cares enough to hate them. Yeah. You just I, I, don't, I don't think it's interesting to have fish as a pet. 
I I don't think you're wrong. I think they eat up a bunch of space that could have been filled by literally any other furniture. My mom has a murder tank now. That just kills that, fish? Like, all her tanks are murder tanks. She just yeah. puts the small ones in so they get eaten so she doesn't yeah. eat them. She's like, she, she got Population tired. control. She got tired of murdering fish because her fish keep having babies. Um, because there's no Planned Parenthood in any of her fish tanks. Oh, well, yeah. Well, and, I mean, they should really move in there. I think it'd be great. Um... And then, and it'd really like mess up some conservative values. It'd be kind of funny. Um, but so she just keeps moving big fish into the smaller fish tank to eat all of the tiny fish. Oh, she okay. said they even eat their own kind if they're hungry yeah. enough. Yeah, she's like, as long as the fish is smaller, then they'll eat them. Why do you want something like that in your house? <laughs> I don't know. It kind of, it's a, it's a bit much for me. I don't really like the killing of things unless I'm. Hungry. I, I don't even like. I didn't even. They're like, uh, hungry because she's not feeding them anymore, so they eat the other fish. Like I didn't like growing up. I didn't like ant farms because I thought that like, why would you want ants in your house? Yeah, it's very valid to be honest. Like you can get ants in your house without having an ant farm. <laughs> it turns out the world is an ant farm. Mm-hmm. The world is, is an ant farm, especially if you go to the tropics. Oof. When I was in Costa Rica, that the like you know little ant trails like here there might be like. If there's an ant trail, it'd be like a single line of ants that mm-hmm. are there. They were like sometimes like six feet wide of like ants. Like you'd have to take a running start and try to get over the ants because there were so many ants. Like they'd just be like forging roads. And things. yeah, you have to anticipate bite, them. And they're big. It'd be yeah, it was quite a thing. All right, that sounds terrifying. And in Mexico, they just would get into your house. And so you couldn't ever have anything like you couldn't leave a banana on the counter because if you left a banana on the counter and came back four or five hours later, there'd be like 8,000 ants coming from like a crack in the window. Having a banana fiesta. Ban- banana fiesta. Well, you have to have better banana, banana management than that. <laughs> Everything had to go in the fridge. Bananagement. And yeah. then it turns out if you get roaches, which we didn't, roaches don't die when they go in the fridge. Ants will die. Fruit flies will die. Roaches, roaches don't, don't die. die. Yeah, they can't kill They them. build hotels. That's so gross. Roaches are disgusting. We'll also do motels. They're more of more of the <laughs> motel. Motel, motel. I don't know. It's called a roach hotel. Oh, it's called a roach hotel. But it's really, they love motels, like regular motels. Oh, a motel six, a roach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love that one. Well, it's really in their budget. Yeah. The old traveling roach, you know. You know, like another pet that I don't like. I So I, I don't like get like fish as pets. Yeah, I don't I, get I, fish. Like or like a rodent, like a hamster. They're so fuzzy. I'm a, I'm also anaphylactic to those things too. But yeah, I don't I don't understand. Some people yeah. love so rats as pets, fit. and like that sounds really gross. And like uh, like some of the people that like have like rats as pets, like they let out of the cage. But you know what rats do? They just fucking urinate everywhere. No, they eat I, your cables. I I well, do that too. I understand rats more than I understand birds. Oh, that's insane. Birds are magical, but I feel like it's kind of mean to keep them in a cage. Birds belong outside. You know what's magical? Birds outside so they can fly and be free. You know what's less magical? Caging it up so it can't go no, and be free. You know, I agree, but they are pretty... And the they outlive the people who buy them. It, and so, it really depends. Like a macaw, they live to 100. You, you are buying... Some birds are like... Maybe maybe fifteen or twenty. Like the honestly, I think the best thing that a bird is for is to shit on your descendants. Like because your grandma could buy that bird, and then in two in, in like when your parents die, you're going to inherit that asshole. I mean, you uh, Not you let it go. You let the long. bird out. You can't let the bird out. Oh, 
I mean, it's not going to survive. <laughs> but I mean, now it's nature's problem. I don't want the pet bird. You don't get a choice. I mean, you let it out, a cat's going to get it. As nature intended. <laughs> Cats so aren't just, part of nature. They're actually... <laughs> Cats destroy nature. Well, Cats they're good at killing like... birds. And if you put a bird out that has w- clipped wings, the cats are really going to love it. Just another reason to hate cats. <laughs> they're just good at hunting. No. They're really good they're at hunting. They're really invasive. good at murder machines. Like, they should not be that good at catching birds, but they are. <laughs> like, I, I, I get rodents. Goal. Chris's goal I in understand life. Like, why cats are good at catching rodents. I don't understand why they're good at catching birds. This is why he wants a pet cat. He wants a murder machine, and he's going to train it to kill you in your sleep so he can buy your house. No. Uh, no, I that's see, why uh, he's farming snakes in the attic. Uh, but there are no snakes in the attic. But the cat will be the one who delivers me. them to your doorstep. Right, Carlos? Like the cats only are interested in like uh, no. things that are smaller than them. Answer the question about the: Are there snakes in the attic? Why would there be snakes in the attic? Okay, that doesn't answer the question. <laughs> he did answer your question with a question. Just, just like tell me that there are no snakes in the attic, and we'll be fine. Well, why would you think there's snakes in the attic? That'd be so creepy. Do you ever wake up at night and just hear a little bit of slithering? I do now. Or maybe you like no parcel tongue. Maybe you're actually a um, schizophrenic. No, I was gonna say that would be like, if, you're, if you're if you're hearing snakes talk to you. Uh, so that's why he doesn't hear them slither. We all hear the slithering, but he just hears voices. But you think they're your friends? You yeah, no, yeah. The, the snakes are the snakes want to be his friend, but Casey does, does not want to be the friend of the snakes. Yeah, it turns out I'm xenophobic. Like the, the snakes have like a little boombox playing. Why can't we be friends? And he's like <laughs> banging on the wall. Turn that shit off. They even created like a chore- choreographed dance. So like fifteen of them are just like choreographed to dancing. Oh shit! I don't think snakes are good at dancing. I'm just gonna put well, that out there. I bet they could be really good. They don't even have two left feet. On that note, I think we should end this yeah. episode. <laughs> now that we've slithered over the shark. All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or have you go ahead and send us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios or follow us on Instagram at blindnewstudios. And I'll see you guys next week.